I think maternity leave is a difficult one. It's a space that we're not used to. Um, and it's a space when, by the nature of what it is, you would have gone through a lot of changes and you'll be going through a lot of changes. And, and it's hard and there's a lot of sleeplessness. So personally, I'd say probably don't try and make any hardcore decisions <laughs> on maternity leave in the first instance mm. and keep an open mind about things. But also, you know, I think it is a good time to step back and think, what do I really want? Let's face it, burnout amongst doctors is sky high and we're actively seeking other ways to make the most of our transferable skills beyond the usual career pathways. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena Bubbs-Jones, and I'm on a mission to connect one million doctors across the world with the best in diverse career opportunities. Hello, welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers podcast. Today we are focusing on something that is very close to my heart. As a lot of you may know, I recently had baby number two uh, four months ago. And amazingly, I was invited to feature in the Mothers in Medicine podcast, which is hosted by Dr. Shola Akintade here. Um, she's a neurology registrar and she's a host of the podcast. And so when I heard about it, I was like, wow, fascinating podcast. And one of the things that doesn't really get talked about much is mothers and their experience in medicine, but also mothers exploring alternative careers, especially when they have children as doctors. Um, and I thought this was a great opportunity to have this discussion with uh, Dr. Shola, who's got a lot of insights on that from her own experiences and that of the guests that she's spoken to. So welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, you've got some really interesting stories uh, behind this journey to podcasting, but I'd love to hear a little bit more from you about, tell me a little bit about your medical career thus far. Okay. Um, well, I think my medical career has been relatively straightforward. Um, I studied um, at the University of Manchester. Actually, after doing biomedical sciences in Southampton, I then went to the University of Manchester. And then following on from that, went straight in and did my foundation one, foundation two. I was someone that, as I left medical school, I was quite clear in my mind that as much as I'd wanted to do medicine, as long as I um, had can remember, that I didn't want to be limited by medicine. And it was really important that, you know, I didn't, this sounds a bit harsh, but I didn't want to sort of sell my soul to medicine. I didn't want to get caught in the rat race. So I kind of made that decision early on that if there were other things that I wanted to do in life, that it was going to be important for me to keep those still very much in my head. Why so, was that important to you? Shola, um, in particular like what, I, how, how did you consciously come to that conclusion because I didn't consciously come to that until later on <laughs> yeah so um I think I was someone that was quite reflective and as we all do like through medicine I was you know focused I was ambitious I was determined um as I left medical school I already knew that I wanted to do neurology um I was already getting involved in research and trying to get into get my you know those publications and all those things that you needed to do and I I felt like um around me there were a lot of people that were really pursuing 
careers, which is great, and professions. But I also recognised that there were a lot of other um, areas of life that were there to explore and that mm-hmm. I wanted to get involved with whilst I was young. You know, I think as, um, as a medic, it's not unusual to just be so focused in that one circle of life but there's so many other circles of life you know there's Mm -hmm. family there's relationships there's Mm -hmm. you know your other hobbies the other things that you enjoy doing um so I just wanted to make sure I didn't get down the line and have any regrets so I think that's kind of the outlook I had so Mm -hmm. after my um second year um sort of F2 I um, Mm -hmm. took a year out Mm -hmm. um, and um, at that point when I got married and then decided to go traveling so I'd been to South Africa before um, doing my elective and I'd also spent time in Uganda um, Mm. sort of um, working again in health Um, but I just wanted to spend a longer period away so me Mm -hmm. and my husband went to um, a place called Manguzi in rural Mm. South Africa Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah we worked there and it was just just an amazing experience and an amazing adventure and I think those things can be so eye-opening so I we had an amazing time. Um, I then came back, did my core medical training. Okay, now let's go back to South Africa. We're okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love South Africa too. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, South Africa, very close to my own heart, having worked out there myself for a few years, uh, a very long time ago. It feels like a very long time ago, and it is actually a long time ago, about 12 years ago, I think, I was there. Um, when, when were you there? I think 2016. 
um mm-hmm. and you can do those kind of spontaneous things you know I don't know mm-hmm. if I would drag my kids to South Africa now although we have thought about it um but um as as it's just an amazing experience but um yeah definitely then it just felt like there were more options so it was just making the most of the opportunity really yeah no it's, it's interesting because when I was out there I uh, didn't have any children but I knew of some families expat families which had either started or grown in South Africa because the quality of life I think particularly if you're kind of working in healthcare um can actually be pretty good Mm. really um the cost of childcare is a lot lot less and your kids are able to kind of go out and properly play in you know especially we're talking about rural but also in the cities but there just seems to be a better quality of growing up. If that mm. makes any sense. That's that's the impression that I got. Way more outdoorsy, uh, way more country, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So actually, similar to you, I was tempted to be like, oh, I want to go to South Africa and raise my, my family. Uh, but I think because I've been away for too long, there's also this fear. Because remember, I went out as a trauma surgeon because of, the trauma that's going on there um that hasn't changed that much from what I know and then obviously there's a concern that that could affect your family too yeah um so so there's that but um and moving forward um so when was your first child um I had my first child between CMT1 and CMT2 so in between my core medical training okay and uh how did your how did your career as a doctor change pre and post first baby? Oh, it took a shaking. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think, as I said, like before having my first child, I was just very focused, very ambitious, wanting to get my teeth into projects and things and, you know, just really focused in on that area. Um And then after having children, you know, I think it just changes everything and your priorities completely change and you're trying to balance um, that family life and and work. And so it really did take a shaking. I had to kind of like shift my mind, shift my mindset and recognise that I was in a different season and the way I did things before weren't necessarily going to work now so I mean after coming back from maternity leave you you know you just kind of plunge straight into it but you're really not the same person like Mm. when you go back after maternity leave um how long did you take off um I think it took about nine ten months okay yeah how did you know when it was right to go back well it got a bit easier to make the decision when the money stopped (laughs) 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 um financially driven (laughs) (laughs) but I think also um I don't know I felt like I'd had enough time off um I knew I wasn't going to be someone that was gonna stay at home and be a stay at home mum I knew I just didn't feel like that was going to be for me I definitely needed um a bit more you know sort of stimulation work and things but yeah it seemed like the right decision it was hard but it 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 felt right yeah brilliant so so I uh, I reflect on my own time coming into motherhood later in life, I say, my late 30s, um, and how my perspective on medicine or my career has changed too. And I would say, 
I'd say actually, it's interesting that you said what you said because I feel actually even more driven and more focused than I did before I had children. Mm. And I know a lot of women or people say, oh, I'm doing it for my kids. I'm not doing this for my kids. I'm doing this for me Mm. in the sense that I kind of, I feel like, well, it's about time and having children is, is a great, is, is a great reason to really push things forward. But I guess it's, it's also about demonstrating what women can do in the world as a doctor, as a business owner. Yeah. So maybe, maybe being, setting an example in some ways. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But as, as we we talk about, there's always this uh, mummy guilt, <laughs> which started, when did my mummy guilt start? I think the minute I had a child, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, because <laughs> I'm still thinking about work, still slacking on, on the odd occasion. Um, slacking being an app, guys. Uh, it's, it's a work communication app. Um, and that's just continued on. But I'd, I'd love to find out more from you as to what led to you setting up this podcast in particular. So off offline, we were, I was talking about, you know, podcasting as an alternative career. And you said to me, well, I don't really see it as an alternative career. And I'd love to explore that. But let's start with what was the main reason for you to actually set up this podcast for Mothers, mothers in Medicine? Yeah, I mean, I just I mentioned life for me really changed um, as I became a mum and as I went back to work. I think I was quite naive going into motherhood. I really didn't expect how challenging it would be from the pregnancy to the delivery, which the first one left me a little bit traumatised, I think. And the, the sleeplessness going through maternity leave, walking around like you feel like you're in a haze and Mm. then trying to, and feeling like you kind of lost confidence. I mean, I don't even think, I didn't drive for quite a while after because I was scared of having this baby in the back of my car and like driving and then um, going back to work and feeling like you've forgotten everything. And then I was also trying to do my professional exams. Um, We don't really have family support around us. So just trying to do so much it was such a struggle um but also you want to be this amazing mum but you also have this vision of being this great doctor and it was kind of like how do I do those two so I found myself asking repeatedly how on earth am I supposed to do this how am I supposed to keep this house Mm. look after my kids you know be a good wife and be the doctor that I'd been before and Mm. I was just like torn and I think eventually like I came to a point when I started looking around me and asking the same question and you know you start speaking to friends and other people who are also kind of in that period of life and realize that lots of people are struggling it is just hard you know part of me just wanted to go and find my mom and just be like mom thank you so much for what you've been through but um we um so I think with that in mind um you know, I started speaking to friends, realised that they were going through a similar experience. And then I kind of look, started looking around for resources, advice, tips, something. Somebody tell me I'm not alone in this um, feeling of overwhelm. And I didn't really find a huge amount, to be honest. And, you know, even at work, I recognised that, that I actually work in quite a male dominated environment but there were a few women around, but everyone kind of just shows up. Everyone looks so together and just 
like it's easy and I you know I was walking to work with snot on my shoulder you know toys <laughs> falling out of my bag um, and so then I started to look for other women other mothers who are doctors and I started basically doing surveys and having like kind of like phone interviews but talking to lots of mums who were doctors and and they were all saying the same thing you know they were all exhausted they were all struggling with the mum guilt they were all saying you know I'm feel so torn between being a mum and being a doctor I feel like I can't give my best at work and I feel like I can't do my best at home and so I felt like I wanted to do something from there and podcast seemed like you know something some people can pick up and listen to on the way like a busy mum can and so I thought you know let's do this and you know I met um Anna who I work with on the podcast and yeah we just started the podcast (laughs) brilliant so I mean this is really off the back of your own experience as a mother but also genuine curiosity to find out how other mother doctors really do it yeah and the reality is there is a, a common theme that we're just we just you know we're just juggling so many things and there's no easy way but we're somehow managing to get through and as one of your speakers says and it always rings in my ear lower your standards oh I <laughs> love uh, that was such a revelation and I was so grateful for yeah. someone just to say it I was like yeah and like the, you know permission. so many people said yeah. that in that first series yeah um, and uh, yeah that permission was um yeah, it's been therapeutic for me, really. Yeah, he usually <laughs> so. And like, actually, I tell my husband that because he gets me quite picky with, with the, I don't know, putting putting our daughter to sleep. And I'm like, listen, she's not asleep in half an hour. I move on. I'm not even to so spend hours and hours doing it. But um, but yeah, it's it's it, it is about kind of lowering. I mean, lowering your standards at home, at least. Uh, you can only l- lower it to a certain level when it comes to clinical practice. Yeah, obviously. I think, I think it's also <laughs> just kind of not expecting to do it all. You yes. know, maybe you had a standard in work um, mm-hmm. at a certain level and just accepting that things are different and you're not necessarily going to be able to do things in mm-hmm. that same way and if mm-hmm. you had this expectation that as a mum that you were going to have this perfect house and produce these perfect meals and and you were going to do everything perfectly, <laughs> you know you just need to just lower that standard because this is life yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. obviously we see a lot of mothers in medicine who are leaving medicine because they realize a they, it's very difficult to juggle all of that and b because the cost of childcare is more than the 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 income they get from being a doctor some of the yeah. time um and so when if, if so I guess my question for you and is what advice would you give to medical mothers who may be on like maternity leave as we speak and they are concerned about the mummy guilt going back to work but also worried about the income and kind of experiencing that kind of pull if you know what I mean on both sides I think maternity leave is a difficult one. It's a space that we're not used to. um, And it's a space when, by the nature of what it is, you would have gone through a lot of changes and you'll be going through a lot of changes. And and it's hard and there's a lot of sleeplessness. So personally, I'd say probably don't try and make any hardcore decisions (laughs) on maternity leave in the first instance Mm. and keep an open mind about things. But also, you know, I think it is a good time to step back and think, what do I really want? 
Um, mm-hmm. As I said, like life has really changed and it is an important time to step back and reassess and reprioritize and and try and, and think what's going to work. You know, for some people, they might think, you know, I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> for some people, they might need to reduce their hours. For some people, you know, they might want to go back to work sooner. It's, I think you've just got to like reassess, prioritize, and then that really helps to set boundaries uh, as a starting point for, you know, what, what to do next. Um, but but also then as you go back just remember you can always reassess you can always change things you know I've worked at 80 percent I've worked at 70 percent you know um, Mm -hmm. and and how can you juggle everything it might mean that you do less projects you do less of the things that you were pursuing before it -hmm. might mean that you have to outsource more it might you know it's it's a good time to reassess and and adjust I mean for many mothers I've spoken to as well um it's also a right time for pursuing alternative careers if if this is a time where it just feels like medicine just isn't something you want to go back to and that's 100% very it's very common it's not unusual to feel that way um and going back to your process and podcasting one of the a bit of the conversation we had earlier was is podcasting um a segue to an alternative career potentially for some mothers or anyone I should say yeah I mean I'm still very early in my podcasting journey mm. um but from what you know yeah based yeah on your experience thus far or any research you did beforehand or the technical skills you've developed I'd love yeah. to hear a bit more about what you've learned in general through the process of podcasting yeah I mean I think it can definitely be an alternative career it can be monetized um, in ways um, it can be used to develop passion and a different passion it can be used to develop different skills it can certainly open other doors um, so I think there's lots of opportunities in podcasting for me I think the biggest thing that I've learned is just is it's really like a personal thing of just stepping out taking a risk finding your voice and not being afraid to use it you know I kind of I had this passion for mothers and seeing mums thrive and wanting to see them thrive at work at home and wanting them not to feel alone and wanting them to know that, you know, we can support each other and encourage each other. I had a passion for that. But, you know, I was I I found myself um, just kind of stood still with that and then realising, you know, what's stopping me? You've got this idea. What's stopping me? And. And I had to realise, oh, maybe it's just a fear. It's just an insecurity. And it got to a point when I was just like, well, you know, I, I might fail at this. I might, It might come across a bit stupid. It might not work out. But I'm just going to step out and I'm going to try something new. And if it doesn't work, well, at least I tried. So I, that to me, that's actually the biggest thing that I've learned um, mm-hmm. personally. And then also meeting all these amazing women and seeing how the podcast has influenced other people and inspired other people and getting messages saying, you know, I was in tears listening to the podcast. And I'm, I'm like, you know, I've had a few messages like that. And it's just really um, humbling, I think. Yeah, um, no, I, I got emotional by listening to your podcast. Yeah. But I think it is because you realise it validates your own experiences because you wonder whether you're finding it hard because you're just 
not good enough you know what I mean? as doctors mm-hmm. you know, that's something yeah. that I feel that is quite institutional because we've been on the treadmill for so long yeah. and our value is directly linked to whether we pass exams or whether we do our tick box and pass our ARCPs and get to the next stage right mm-hmm. and so if we feel like we're struggling with being a mother you know then we're going to link it to well am I good enough why I've seen all these mothers who go off on mat leave and come back and they seem fine and why why aren't I fine <laughs> like that, that I think that's the reality of it and so yeah listening to your podcasts and the conversations you have with other women particularly the one that had five kids oh like, there have been a few <laughs> kids yeah yeah it's um inspiring <laughs> yeah, impressive it, I think it's so nice to know yeah how people are doing it and that people are doing it people have families it's not it's not a crime it's an amazing thing yeah and it's yeah it's been a really uh, exciting process awesome so any final words for mothers who are exploring alternative careers or podcasting as an option um mothers who are exploring um alternative careers i would say really as as medics is this more it is it is more to doctors we're so used to being told what to do in a way and at times we can become very institutionalized you know we go to university we go to year one two five you know you do f1 f2 everything is so set and you know we mustn't be afraid to just step out the box in fact there are no walls there aren't a huge amount of rules you can try something it's okay and just don't have any regrets um don't have any regrets about it um you know if you if you try something it doesn't work you know what's the worst that could happen so I just say go for it really yeah I think my thoughts is having say having done it but also seeing other women do it if if you are seriously considering of moving on from medicine or taking a break, a longer break from medicine. Um, it, I think mat leave is a good opportunity to explore a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And you never know what that could be. And the side hustle doesn't need to make money. It could just be your time doing something that fits in around the lifestyle or your lifestyle. I think that's another thing that I've learned from my having children is that I've had to be really more focused around my time mm-hmm. and that what I do it needs to fit around being a mother rather than the way around. Yeah, I, um, I personally. But also boundary the time that I do have with my kids and with my work or anything else that I do. Um, it's always it's always a struggle, but it has really helped me in focusing on both better. <laughs> that makes any sense. I think so, um, podcasting definitely gives you a lot of. It's it's a, f- a very really flexible. That's one of the yes, things I really like about yes. it. You know? it's very yes. flexible. Um, thing to do I can do it in the evening when my kids are asleep or if they're at school yeah awesome well thank you so much for your time Shola and don't forget that she is the host of Mothers in Medicine podcast it's an awesome awesome podcast and yes it will bring you to tears but it's definitely worth listening to because it has some really powerful stories from some amazing medical mothers and obviously Shola herself. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.